if you were to turn to the book of Jonah, you would find it's a fairly small story. Of um, it only has four chapters. And there's three main characters, God, Jonah, and the king of Nineveh. There's a few extras, the captain of the ship and the sailors and the citizens of Nineveh. This is a bit of a recap because the children so eloquently told us the story. So you just have to bear with me as I go over some of it. Nineveh is now a ruined city, probably in the area of Iraq. It's about 50 miles north of Baghdad. And that's been on our screens quite a lot. So if you think Jonah was heading off to Spain, he was going in the very opposite direction. Jonah was an Old Testament prophet and he prophesied for Israel during the reign of King Jeroboam II and you can read about that in 2 Kings 14 verses 23 to 28. Like all Hebrew names, they have a meaning and Jonah Jonah means dove. It has the meaning of dove. And his father was called Amittal. And his name meant son of my faithfulness. So Jonah became the person, or as it says in the Bible, the object of God's faithful love. As we know, the story begins with Jonah receiving a message from God. Because he is a prophet, God spoke to the prophets at that time. And God says how displeased he is with the way the citizens in Nineveh are living. They once believed in the living God, but had turned their back on him and were obviously into idol worshipping and all sorts of other horrendous ways of living. But God loved that city and God wanted Jonah to warn them that they would be destroyed unless they repented and changed the ways they were living. So this was basically the message and the mission that Jonah was given to do. At the time God gave his message to Jonah, he was, Jonah was living near the town of Galilee, which is in Israel. But he was in rebellion to God, and we know that he goes in the opposite direction. He strolls into the town of Joppa, or Jaffa, as we know it today, and there he sees a ship in the harbour. He speaks to one of the sailors and they say, well, we're off to Spain. So he thinks, that sounds good. So he jumps on board. He finds a cabin, buys his ticket. He then feels a bit weary, so he settles down in the cabin and falls asleep. And then this huge almighty storm comes up, which God has created. And the sailors are idol worshippers. So they start crying out to their gods, help, help. And they offload as much cargo as possible to stop the ship sinking. In the meantime, 
the captain goes looking for Jonah. When he finds Jonah asleep in the cabin, he shouts, How can you sleep through this terrifying storm? Cry out to your God to stop it. It's interesting that the captain recognised Jonah had a God that he could call out to. And upstairs on the deck, the sailors were casting lots. They did that a lot in that day and age. And they wanted to see which God was causing the chaos. The lot fell to Jonah, and they start to question him. And one of the questions was, where are you from? Jonah says, I am a Hebrew, and I serve the living God, the God of heaven. And in that time, they knew that the God of heaven was the highest God. Don't forget, they worshipped all gods. So the sailors became even more afraid when they knew that Jonah's God was looked upon as the highest God. Jonah says, oh, just get rid of me, throw me overboard. But the sailors don't do it straight away. They try rowing the boat to dry land, but the sea and the wind's too strong for them. So the sailors call upon Jonah's God to save them, and they make promises to God, and they offer sacrifices to them, to him, as was the custom in that day. So they believed in the God that we believe. Their day of salvation had come. Despite Jonah's rebellious heart, God had used Jonah. In the meantime, Jonah has been thrown overboard. And as we know, he is swallowed up by a huge fish. As he travels down to the belly of the fish, so the, swim, the fish swims down to the dark depths of the ocean. Jonah has a new home for the next three days and three nights in the deep, dark place. While he's there, he cries out to God. And this is his prayer, which Jim is kindly going to read for us, and you can find it in chapter 2. We're reading from the book of Jonah, chapter 2, reading from verse 1. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead I called for help, and he listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. 
and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to the worthless idols forfeit God's love for them, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. May the Lord bless to us the reading of his word. Thank you, Jim. That was quite a prayer, wasn't it? We now know that after that prayer, God has heard him, and the fish gives up Jonah and spits him out onto the beach. I guess after a good wash and a change of clothes, while he is sitting down collecting himself together, God speaks to Jonah again for a second time. What does God say? He says, Get up, Jonah, and deliver my message to the people of Nineveh. This time, Jonah obeys God and delivers the message to the city. When the king hears the message, he sends out an order to all his citizens and to their animals, it says, to go on a fast. Nobody must eat neither the citizens or their animals, until they change their lives around, till they stop all their evil ways and start to worship God. And only when God sees their truly repentant hearts, he shows his mercy and compassion on them. And he saves the whole city from destruction. Jonah has delivered the message and God's purpose for Nineveh has been fulfilled. Is this the happy ending? By no means. Jonah is angry and displeased with God. His heart is hard towards the people and he cannot see why God should save them. He feels utterly miserable about the whole thing. He even says to God, I would rather die right now. And he sulks off. He goes outside of the city to watch the events unfold. He makes a shelter to keep off the hot sun and wind. And God even helps Jonah with his shelter and provides a plant to keep him comfortable. But in the night, a worm comes along and destroys the plant. When Jonah wakes up, the sun's beating down on him and the wind is scorching him and he's even more furious and angry and feeling very sorry for himself. So he calls out to God, I might as well die. God replies, you feel more about the plant dying than you feel for all the people in Nineveh. So what might we learn from this account of Jonah's story? How does it speak to us? There's one or two thoughts. Jonah was a man with many issues, particularly towards God. He is a man who is strong-willed, but this is also his weakness when it comes to doing God's will. 
It's easy for me to say this because I can see the whole picture. But Jonah was taking a step at a time and was making so many wrong choices. Four times he goes down. He goes down to Joppa to get on the ship. Then he goes down to his cabin to sleep. Then down into the belly of the fish. And finally down into the depths of the ocean. He couldn't have been feeling more down, I guess. And sometimes we have to go down before we can rise up again as Christians. When we're in that place of feeling down, it's such a struggle, isn't it? We hang around in that place probably far too long. And then we call out to God to rescue us, to know his will, his purpose for us. Jonah was a man with an anger problem as well as everything else and his anger got in his way with his walk with God. Jonah brings so many troubles on himself. If only he'd set out to do what God wanted in the beginning, the story would have been different. However, we can spend too much time on the downfall of Jonah and miss out on the goodness of God. God is not portrayed as an angry God in this story. Neither with Jonah, the sailors, or the king and citizens of Nineveh. God loved Jonah and trusted him with an important message. God wanted to display his love, compassion, grace, salvation, forgiveness and faithfulness. So did Jonah mess up? Yes, I think he did. But God seemed to know that Jonah had a few lessons to learn along the way. We do not know if God sent Jonah on any more missions, but if he did, I'm sure Jonah wouldn't have made the same mistakes again. And that's it, isn't it? With God, we can learn from our past mistakes. He's always waiting for us just to say sorry, to change our direction and make a new start. God believed in and loved Jonah, and God believes in you and loves you. And one day, when you stand before him, will he say, Son, daughter, Thank you for your faithfulness. Through Jesus, you have been able to start over and over again. Jonah, the son of a middle, which means son of my faithfulness. Jonah, the person of God's faithful love. You also can be that person of God's faithful love.